NPR. This is the Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Waylon Wong. And today is Jobs Friday. <laughs> oh my gosh, you can hear the celebratory air horn that we use to mark the first Friday of the month when we reach into the latest jobs report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. We want to find insights into how the economy is working for regular people. More than the stock market or gross domestic product, we love this report because jobs and wages and all the other goodies in there, that's where we see how the economy is working for regular people, not just investors. And last month, it worked well. The U.S. economy added a healthy 216,000 new jobs and people got raises, lots of them. I like to check where the new jobs come from. And a lot of them were in government and healthcare and social assistance. They made up 51% of net new jobs. But of course, there are more stories to pluck from the numbers, as we do here on The Indicator. And so after the break, we're going to take a closer look at two of the most interesting indicators from the jobs report. Plus, stick with us for the dramatic reveal of who won our indicators of 2023 and 2024. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at eTrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. As a State Farm agent and agency owner, Lakeisha Gaines understands the importance of supporting small businesses. Being a small business owner is a dream, but being able to execute that business plan is much bigger than a dream. That's where we come in as State Farm agents to say, hey, we got you. You got this and we got this. Let's do it together. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Jobs Friday, you go first, Waylon. Okay, my indicator is 2.8 million. That is the number of temporary workers in the economy, according to the newest jobs report. And it's down, which in the past might have been a foreboding signal. But something new and interesting has happened with temporary workers recently. So the number of temps actually reached an all-time high in March of 2022. But for all of 2023, the number kept falling. The economy started 2023 with just over 3 million temps, and now we're down to 2.8 million. Right, so there might be workers who are not permanent employees somewhere, but a company might want to turn to, like through a staffing agency when there's too much work that he's doing. I mean... This could be anything from data entry to packing boxes or whatever. Yeah, it's a wide range of jobs that even includes nurses and software developers. The BLS counts them in a category called temporary help services. And historically, a decline in temp workers has been a recession harbinger. This is because when businesses are under pressure, they let go of their temp workers first. So if you look back at previous recessions, there's been a drop in temp workers six to 12 months before wider layoffs hit the economy. 
Huh, so this the slight decrease is uh, not the most positive news. No, but, you know, what's really interesting is the economy has behaved in unexpected ways, right, in the last year or so. Mm. And so now what's going on with temp workers is another one of these head scratchers. We've now had a full year of steady declines in temps, but we have not seen wider layoffs. And that could mean that temp workers, instead of being, you know, left out in the cold, are actually finding permanent jobs. Okay, another way this economy is different from all the ones previously. Exactly. It really keeps the jobs report very interesting. So, Darian, what do you have for us? So, in those jobs that people might be getting permanently, they might be getting a pay rise pretty soon. Because I'm going to focus on one of the big numbers in the report, which is wages. And they are up. They're up more than people expected. And they're up more than inflation. Ooh, I kind of want to play the air horn again, just for that. Love it. So from November to December, the average worker's wage grew an average of 0.4%. This is a nice little bump for one month. It comes out to a 4.1% yearly raise. And remember, inflation is down to 3%. And, you know, in one obvious way, this is good news for workers, right? We talk a lot about inflation and how it burns a hole in everyone's pockets. But for workers, you should really look at both inflation and wage numbers at the same time, right? Because it's like, yes, inflation could be high. But then what really matters is whether wages are higher than inflation. That is totally true for workers. And right now, wages are higher. So this is the two-dimensional way to look at the jobs report. But wait, there is a third dimension. If you want the 3D jobs report reading glasses, you've got to think about one guy. And and, uh, no prizes for guessing who this is. It rhymes with a lone gal. (laughs) Um, Jerome Powell, head of the Federal Reserve. (laughs) Are you, what a rhyme. Are you writing poetry about Jerome Powell? Wait, how did you know about my manuscripts? (laughs) Yes, Jerome Powell, he's the guy, the head of the Fed, and with his committee decides whether or not to keep interest rates where they are or whether to lower them, whether to raise them. And the question everyone's asking is, what's going to happen with interest rates in response to this report? You know, anything that shows hotter than expected wages could mean interest rates stay higher for longer. Okay, so interest rates are the third dimension here. And obviously, they're very important for a lot of people because they affect mortgage payments and all that kind of stuff. And interest rates are the key tool the Fed uses to respond to inflation. So a hot jobs report with rising wages means it's a little less likely we're going to see the Fed let interest rates come down sooner. But for now, we can cry into our paychecks, which grew 4.1% bigger than a year ago, uh, at least on average. All right. We've kept you all waiting long enough. It is time to announce the winner of our Indicator of the Year for 2023. I am joined once again by Planet Money's Cuddy Malone and Jeff Guo. You made us wait like a month for this. This is it feels, it feels like an entire year it's been. No, I know. We all had to start writing 2024 in our checks before I would tell you who won. Okay. <laughs> we had over 500 votes pour in from our listeners, and I have the envelope here. Kenny, Jeff, are you ready? We've Just to be clear, all of us have participated in this before, and all of us have lost. So for one of us, this will be the first time we win. And so I wish I could say I didn't care, but I care quite a bit, honestly. I would care more if there was like a reward. 
like a snack, maybe. <laughs> it's your I job. Just... How about that? It's your paycheck. In the words of Don Shaper, that's what the money is for, Jeff. The money that comes every two weeks. <laughs> okay. With 209 votes, Kenny Malone <gasps> and Consumer Sentiment <gasps> is the indicator of 2023. I'm so, I'm max, I'm, I'm overloading my microphone because I'm yelling so loud. I genuinely <laughs> am shocked. Really? So, what did you think was going to win? I truly thought that this wasn't going to be my year yet again. I was going to be the Susan Lucci of Indicators of the Year. And no, no. Now I can start my my run as maybe I'm Meryl Streep. Who knows? Let's do five more. Maybe a hundred more. Am I the only one who finds it really ironic that, Kenny, you are so hyped about this win, but your indicator was the like most bummed out, most depressing indicator? I'm sa- I am sad about the state of consumer sentiment. That is true. Mm. I am happy mm. about the state of winning. Hey. It was actually really close because, Jeff, oh, really? you were short by 25 votes. <gasps> Jeff. Let's not do the math on how badly I lost. And a lot of people loved your rom-com idea for a soft landing. Like, people are demanding to see this on Netflix. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. We'll write a spec script. We'll sell it to Netflix. And, um, Kenny, uh, you can take another victory lap because you also won our second <laughs> family feud. <laughs> yeah, you have Double winner. I almost fell over. <laughs> yes, you predicted that interest rates will dominate the headlines this year, and listeners agreed. You beat <sighs> out Jeff with Bidenomics and me with junk fees and a picture of me by my garbage can, which I guess no one liked. I did. Um, I liked the, your picture <laughs> of you by the garbage oh, can. Thank it was very you. Good. I think like just cat picture got a lot of votes again. So like the cat was very popular, but just not enough to best your ideas, Kenny. Your pure ideas. Or they're just dog people. <laughs> Check out our show notes for links to our indicators of 2023 and 2024 episodes. You'll hear Kenny make the case for why consumer sentiment was such an important indicator last year and why the vibes have diverged so much from conventional economic data. We've actually got more weird vibes coming up on Monday when we check out why something called the misery index is missing the mark lately. Thanks again to our listeners for voting and writing in. I can't wait for the rematch. Revenge will be mine. Scared of a vengeful whale, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's her New Year's resolution. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Valentina Rodriguez Sanchez. It was fact checked by Corey Bridges and edited by Alex Goldmark. Special thanks to Willow Rubin. Our show's editor is Kate King Cannon, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way. Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash NPR.